So when the English say it, how, uh, let's do it with an English accent. Oh, or you're just tossing that out there? Yeah. We're, we're going to lead by example? Uh, no, I don't do accents. I am incapable. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast, episode 116. Don't have time for a lot of hullabaloo tonight. we got a lot to get to. Uh, Daniel, welcome. Uh, thanks, Nathan. Thank you for responding. I issue a thank you and a welcome to Amanda. Thank you. You're welcome. And a welcome and a thank you to Chelsea. Hi. And uh, try to perform tonight, intern. <sighs> thank you. Thank you and welcome. You're welcome. Oh, great. This is good. I am enjoying the energy tonight. It's very welcoming. Yeah. Indeed. You. I agree. Uh, does anyone here have any input or know anything about the number 116 and or its energy that it emits? That's a very thankful number. Yeah. Very welcoming. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, that's not what it is. <clears throat> I'm going to regale you with what it is, and then you guys are going to uh, banter about that, and then we're going to move forward into the next segment. Okay. Uh, if you flip it over, it's 9-11. That's true, actually. <laughs> That's actually... Okay. Nailed it on that front. So this is going to be... Little, you know, stand back. This episode is going to be horrific. All right. So 116's decisions and methods are determined by itself and for itself. Yeah. However, its determinations may be influenced by others. Okay, so it will influence things, then also possibly be uh, be influenced by things. Uh, it makes its own final decisions, generally aiming toward what it understands to be the best for itself and those around it. But also allows other people to make its final decisions for it. Guys, it's efficient, okay? It's a realistic energy. It builds. It's business-oriented. There is a nurturing aspect to the energy represented by the number 116, all that it controls in its area or domain is considered to be family. Now I know you guys are family, so I'm offering you a chance right now to make that family whole again. You wanna make this family whole again? This is your family. This is my family. You don't turn your back on family. You gonna turn your back on family? I don't have friends. I got family. Never should have messed with a match family. But what's real is family. That's right. Tonight our uh, our headliner is bashing in the door. It's Hobbs and Shaw. It's Fast and Furious presents. Guys, tonight is about family. It's it's <laughs> it's crazy that this number's energy is connected to the word family tonight. <laughs> I believe I actually did that with the new thing uh, using the word in that sense. I think it's synergy. Ah, yes. Thank you, Daniel. Yes, synergy. It's very welcoming. And thankful concept. Uh, but yeah, all joking aside, I know I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Um, the uh, the lineup tonight is actually 
tonight for the first time. I know I've I know we've done it, and I know that there's been a lot of back and forth here. But this this lineup's intense tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's a real deal. Yeah, one sixteen. It's, it's a big thing. Uh, what did we leave on the table leading up to this episode? Well, a lot. We left a lot on the table. Blood, sweat, tears. This is true. This is true. Okay. Things like things like some jizz. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, a lot. <laughs> intern was there so <laughs> but he made it as painless as possible it's uh like the cover of that metallica cd just uh blood and semen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like prison sex by tool and shit blood and come on my hand <laughs> well <laughs> that was that great took a turn this yeah. is what happens when you hey, 116 come... flip it over <laughs> actually i don't really think we left very much out you know what this summer is kind of thin ladies and gentlemen it's thin isn't it thin does it feel thin yeah, it feels bad because I can't find anything to go see at the movie theater. So It's got its summer body on. Mm-hmm. What about uh, movies that you've watched, though? Did you watch anything you'd like to share with the group? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we saw Child's Play. Oh, please. Oh. Please talk about it. Uh, so, uh, like I said, there's not anything at the theater. So we saw Child's Play basically out of desperation because I just wanted to go to the movies. Um, it was fine. Yeah, it, it was, was fine. It was whatever. It, yeah. I think it almost hurt itself by being a Child's Play remake. I think it would have been, I think it could have started a whole new franchise if they just replaced Chucky with like, a, you know, like an evil Alexa hmm. concept, you know? Yeah, because part, what, what, what bothered me about the movie is, is that is like, so it's basically just a, it's just a broken toy as opposed to Child's Play, the original story, which is, a doll that's been possessed by a real person who has motivations of his own. Yeah. And so instead, it's just this doll that's just, it's just broken. It's like a quasi-sentient AI. So like, you know, it just, it didn't have the same, to me, it wasn't as scary because, or it couldn't be as scary. I mean, because it, I don't know. It's it's because the, in the in Child's Play, yes, that's that's the biggest point of this whole thing is that it's not it's not it's not a Child's Play remake. Maybe you, you can reimagine it, I guess, if you want to do everything different. But it did a lot of things the same. But you use this like broken toy, sentient AI concept. But Chucky is not that. Chucky is Brad Dourif or someone like creepy and gross like him, who's a murderer and like bungles a a, a robbery at a bank or something, and he has to voodoo his spirit into a doll in a toy factory to escape the police but his body ends up being like ends up dying so he's mm-hmm. trapped in chucky's body and the fear factor of the movie comes from him going to these people's house as a toy and then he wants the boy's body yeah. to put his spirit into so that he can be like youthful and like have like a whole he life has a again. reason to 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 stay with what's his name a- a- andy, andy yeah and follow andy and torment andy for films <laughs> like, yeah like he's why well, he wants his give me your body and there's like a whole the whole franchise is known for his little like chant that he does he like <laughs> puts, his hand, <laughs> puts his hand on his chest and like the clouds start vortexing in the sky he's like amdala put my spirit into you amdala bala <laughs> I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. What, what? What? What does he do? Sorry. Can you do that again? No. You gotta like find the find the clip of him actually doing it because that's way funnier. Well, I did read that um, the rights for the original are held by MGM, and the rights for the rest of them are held by somebody else. So they actually couldn't. Uh, they'd be really careful, apparently, about making their kill scenes not come anywhere near the sequels because they could be uh, sued. Hmm. Mm. The kills were actually pretty good. I mean, I would say that the kills were probably a highlight. Yeah, the one that's in the trailer is exactly, I think, how I hoped it would be. 
if I remember what I talked about the last in the, in the last episode. Like the lawnmower one? Yeah, very like 90s-esque, yeah. bizarro. Yeah. <laughs> it would never happen silly, anywhere else. Silly. <laughs> uh, do you watch anything else? We watched uh, The Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. The so. Umbrella Academy. Oh, is that the Netflix uh, show with uh, Ellen, Ellen Cuntface yeah. Page in it? Yeah, looking as boring and lesbian as possible. Like, holy shit. Almost God, intolerable. She, yeah, I mean, ugh, she is such a drag. Her character is meant to be a drag, and so you've got a boring person playing a boring person. <laughs> it's like to the nth degree of boring. Did you watch the first um, episode of Doom Patrol like I asked you to? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you're like, hey, watch Doom Patrol. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then I go to look for it, and it, I don't know where this show is. It's just on just like this DC now streaming thing like hmm. it's not on netflix we we get it on demand in canada on what demand i don't know some channel on crave <laughs> no some channels got like access HBO. to it i don't know why these this channel yeah has i guess like it. hbo it's not this channel it's a streaming thing that we get with our television provider yeah our tv is just cooler like on netflix or on amazon mm. or something and then i couldn't find it and i was okay. like oh must we were actually Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. We only watched one episode so far, but that one episode was very surprising. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the superhero movies are finally making fun of themselves. Yeah, like a weird meta. Brendan Fraser's fat and weird and awesome. <laughs> that makes me happy. Yeah. yeah, is that yeah yeah yeah? There's a lot of. Uh, just everything about Doom Patrol so far has been quite surprising. And by so far, he means we watched one episode. We've watched one episode. <laughs> but we liked it. <laughs> we liked it. That one time. <laughs> there's there's too much going on. Because we are also watching Good Omens, but we haven't finished that yet either. Oh, we watched oh, yeah. that. Yeah, we watched that. I watched the first episode of that. Isn't that fun? It's like <laughs> the logistics and paperwork behind Armageddon. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. cute. And John Hamm is hilarious. Just yeah, doing... it's, worth, it's worth finishing. You guys finished it? Yeah. Okay, we're almost there. Two more episodes. And what else uh, is going on? We Oh, yeah, we watched A Minute to Win It on Netflix. That was great. Do you guys have that show in America? Yeah, you must. Oh, with our with our boy? Yeah, you're Olympian. Apollo. Apollo. Guy Ferrari. You got a minute to win it. Yeah, Guy Fieri used to host. Is Every he still host? Second yeah, and they're like they're like they're like retarded shit. Like, all right, you got to blow these ping pong balls in these cups. Go. <laughs> yeah. No, that part's still the same. I watched Blood Rain. Why does that sound familiar? Because <laughs> it's on the burden list. On Nathan's burden list. Yep. Bringing another yeah. one down. Bringing another one down. Daniel, you, uh, you, you only have two left. Nathan, you burdened that to me. I only have one left. Burdened. Oh, Blood Rain. Okay, yeah. I was like spelling it properly in my head. Like, what? Then the second I would like morphed it into stupid video game spelling. I was like, there it is. Do you remember Blood Rain? Uh, yeah. I remember some of it. Because it's, it's terrible. And mm-hmm. I was very amused at how disinterested Michael Madsen seemed to be throughout <laughs> the entire movie. The, yeah. way, the way he was holding his sword, he just kind of seemed like he had stumbled into the scene and was holding it awkwardly. It's like kind of leaning against the side of his hand like not you can even... tell it's heavy he's like yeah yeah it's just not into it his lines is delivered with this deadpan monotone nonsense and then yeah, i looked it's... i looked him up after the movie and i found this great quote from him about being in blood rain where he says 
I don't even know what the, his movies are about and why he keeps the same theme of people in the jungle and the vampires who ride in from space. <laughs> what are you doing, Yui Bowl? Blood Rain was an abomination. It's a horrifying and preposterous movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, and he's like he's like a weirdo. Where is he from? Austria or, or, or something? Uwe Boll. Yeah, he's from Germany. Uh, he's like he, he's like a. You should look him up. Just Wikipedia him, or just look him up, or look up his filmography. He's made a life, a career off of buying like the garbage video game properties that nobody wants, and making like quick, 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 low budget versions of them, putting them out, and then being totally oblivious to the fact that they're garbage, and beginning like offended that he's not like king of the world, king of Hollywood. Oh. He and thinks these are great films. He so. made he made a Blood Rain two and a and Blood for, Rain three. Yeah, he also made Postal, I think, and Postal two. And uh, oh god, he's he's House of the Dead. He's made a couple of House of the Dead movies, I think. They're awful. Yeah, they're they're real bad. They have like a, that, that kind of lighting where you're just like, ugh. How did he get these people to agree, like, to be in his movie? It seems... I don't know. He has some sort of like weird family tie. Like he seems like one of those like greasy, fat, bald guys that wears two tight black shirts, and he's like always laughing and eating. Jeez. I don't know. I I don't know. I was. Uh, <laughs> it was very amusing though. There, there's actually a blood rain light on YouTube where someone has cut it down to an hour. <laughs> they just eliminated <laughs> Billy Zane completely and shaved off a bunch of. I think I think they took all the pauses out of Michael Manson's speech. <laughs> <laughs> Blood rain light. Yeah, it's great. It's funny that you mentioned that though, because uh, uh, I was just thinking earlier before the podcast, like about, about bad movies and like the art of watching or the connoisseur being a connoisseur of watching bad movies. And really, the down there is one fatal flaw in mean, being a fan of of, of of bad cinema, which is that where ninety minutes is sort of the perfect length for a horror film. In that same way, like one hour is the perfect length for garbage cinema. Because once you hit that like 70, 80, 90 minute range of watching garbage, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it. Yeah. And trauma, trauma like, needs to be like right. a half an hour. Trauma. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it depends. If it's a bad trauma film, oof, it's, a, it's a schlog. And they're usually extra long because why not? <laughs> but some of them are, so there's, 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 there are many trauma films that are, that are, that are very charming. They can last a lot longer. Not that chicken one that I watched. Oh no, no, that was awful. <clears throat> yeah, it was really I mean, bad. I watched that too, and it was like, Ugh, sorry, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. rough ride. Poultry Geist. Like, why? Why was there so about? many? Uh, like, it's like song and dance. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, we watched Brightburn. Yeah, it, I was that, there for was that. That was a while ago. Theaters here, like quick. Yeah, too fast. It was uh, it was decent. I thought I enjoyed it. Andrew, did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it about the same as I enjoyed Child's Play. What? Really? Yep. You didn't think like, oh, it was gonna chicken out and not actually go the distance. I thought, isn't it rated R? Yeah. Well, they should be doing some shit. Oh my god. I don't know. You're just so difficult to impress. I don't think anything impresses you anymore. Yeah, it's pretty hard. It's Actually, really slow, really long, black and white. That is not true. It's stuffy. Something something did impress me. Like a samurai sword somewhere. <laughs> this last week. Family and it eating was, dinner. It was a burden list item. And wow. I watched two. I watched Wyatt Earp, which did not impress me. Because it's boring as fuck, I know. And I watched Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yay. 
and it was awesome. It's so good. I feel like this is the best thing that's been recommended to me on this show so far. Chelsea, thank you. You're welcome, Andrew. I'm sad Um, that it took it becoming a Criterion movie for you to watch it, finally. That's how high his nose is in the air. It's true. No, what happened was, is that I had downloaded it. Legally. You mean rented it. Rented it. I found out it was coming out. (laughs) But you find out three months in advance. So I was like, I'll just watch the Criterion version because it'll be better. What's better about it? Yeah. Well, they uh, usually talk to the directors and they get uh, like all the proper lighting and restoration. It's all, you know, beautiful movie. Director approved. 4K? Yep. Okay. Did you guys hear about what happened with Good Omens? Oh. Oh, that was quite the switch. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about Hedwig he's, anymore, he's I like, guess. Fuck that movie. Yeah, that's okay. We're, we're looping back around to Child's Play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, there was a petition signed by like 20,000 Christians. Oh, for Netflix to cancel it? Yeah, for Netflix to cancel uh, Good Omens. <laughs> so then uh, Amazon made a joke and said, we'll cancel Good Omens if you cancel Stranger Things. No, you bombed that. <laughs> you know, Good Omens <laughs> is uh, done. Some someone sent a thing and they were like, "Yeah, you and Terry Pratchett should uh, get on the sequel right away. You guys need to start writing." But he's dead, so Terry Pratchett. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was meant as a joke, mm-hmm. which I thought was hilarious. And then Neil Gaiman was like, "I don't know how to respond to this. Yeah, it's like funny, but you, it's not funny." You don't. You're like, uh, mm-hmm. look at your audience yeah. size and look at like twenty thousand people, and you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> But intern, since you saw Child's Play, um, did it not seem like you could have like made such a bigger, more badass or violent story if instead of Chucky, you just had like a little cute little hub or little robot thing that was in your house that like actually was the thing that connected to all the devices in your house? Yeah. And then that thing slowly becomes like sentient. And, you know, he like still has like exactly the same movie, though. Like he, he befriends it because he has no real friends. So like this little AI thing is cool and he starts to form an emotional bond with it. And then because it's a little bit screwed up inside and or it has like a different connection than other ones, it starts to become like sentient and return the emotion. And then like, you know, all the deaths come from protecting him. Um, you know, and if like, they look like the whole neighborhood or the whole city, and it could have been like this massive, violent, like climatic like what it was going, what did what it try, what it tried to do? I thought they could have blown way out by just making the story that instead of being like it's the Child's Play remake, right? And what I was thinking is, I don't, I don't know if anyone actually saw. There is like a movie in uh, TPP Echo or Return to Echo or something. Mm-hmm. Earth to Echo. Earth to Echo. Yeah. If they combine these two movies, he's the archivist. I was trying to look it up and I just wasn't working. Anyway. Uh, it would have been probably the best of both worlds. Yeah, I just feel like they just they cut themselves short. And like you said, they have the rights to the first movie only, so they can't like they can't. Can they make a Child's Play two? I don't know if they can. I don't know. <clears throat> well, they could. Yeah. What is Earth to Echo? It's a movie. Oh, it's like an alien thing. Little like ET type thing. Except he's a robot. It's like a Wall-E, except. No, yeah, not like Wally. They tried to make no. They tried, they tried to make an ET Wally for like the new generation. Uh, yeah, okay. we were all very excited about it. The idea we was were? great. I think so. Oh. I was. I only remember things from my own point of view. <laughs> we were all excited. <laughs> Everybody it was a big hit. The lineup was the greatest one we ever had. Oh, we got something else here. Oh, I got something here. They just put something down the on the table here. 
You guys know about this uh, three thousand business with uh, with Avengers? You know about this? No. No. Yeah. Uh, apparently, or, the or run are slated for the future. <laughs> <laughs> no. Apparently, uh, the runtime of Spider-Man: Far From Home tops out all of Phase Three at exactly three thousand. They're saying this was done on purpose because in Avengers Endgame, Tony Stark and his daughter say, I love you 3,000. Gag me with a spoon. Uh, what? <laughs> saying the entire runtime of phase oh. three is 3,000 minutes and the love you 3,000 is a is a Easter egg to it. Call me a heartless bitch, but I do not give a fuck that Tony Stark died. I didn't cry. Whoa. I didn't care. Spoilers. <laughs> Why do you say thin? It's gross. Yeah. What looks gross? So thin. Oh yeah, yeah. He needs to put some meat back. He's probably he's probably back on the coke, right? Yeah. Oh, you gotta be. Although now I can do what he was meant to do, which is uh, be Sherlock Holmes again. Oh, yes, right. I can yeah. do that because that doesn't make any sense. I live you three thousand. Like, unless it's tied to like a year or something in your in, in that in that affection, <laughs> then you can always just be like, well, why don't you let me four thousand? Oh, good work. point. Good point. Good point. Well, let's change the subject because that that uh, seemed to piss people off. Yeah, I'm upset. Paul Rudd is going to be in the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Paul Rudd's going to be in the next Ghostbusters movie. He's a perfect choice. Yeah. He is. He's a, a great good, choice. A great choice. I also love that they're just making another dude Ghostbusters and pretending the chick one didn't happen. So I love that, it. too. He yeah, and there was, there was a bunch of negative reaction from the uh, from the lady Ghostbusters, too. Yeah, it's uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> why, well, yeah, why don't they just own up and be like, we exist in the same universe, but we're different Ghostbusters and we're going to cross over one day. We're different di- universes. And they have, like, I have a dimensional portal that the sure. Slimer, Slimer comes through and they see each other. Yeah, exactly. What is this? Oh, this is going to excite Daniel. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, Denny Villeneuve is going to direct the first episode of a Dune TV series in addition to directing the movie's uh, two parts. Well, they're doing movie and, and television show. Yeah, the television show is going to be specifically about uh ladies lady dunes mm, there's like a specific race of uh of ladies called the bene Gesserit. oh yeah the witches yeah and they are going to be explored in a spin-off television series it's going to be just about them doing the sisterhood and they have recruited uh, villeneuve to do the first episode of the series in addition oh. to doing the movies do you see the fucking people that are in this goddamn movie List them off. It's crazy. We got Batista, uh, most important. Yeah, oh, Dave. Like yeah. Dave Batista is um, Harkonnen's son, s- sadistic nephew. Oh, so okay. the one... that's. Uh... Oh wait, of the Harkonnens, so he's going to be a Sting. Yeah, he's going to be Sting's character. Yeah, and Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Impossible, uh, Rogue Nation, and Fallout. She's going to be Paul's mother, Lady Jessica. Oscar Isaac's going to be Duke Leto. Uh, Chalamet is your Paul Atreides. Josh Brolin is Gurney. Charlotte Rampling is uh, the Reverend Mother Mohayam. Who's Charlotte Rampling? Charlotte Rampling. Does she look fierce? She's a good old actress. She's yeah. She's got some edge to her. She's yeah. Stellan's. That's, that's like the head of the Bay Jesuit. She's like real fucking intense. Yeah, that'll yeah. She'll work. Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Harkonnen. Josh. I already said Josh Brolin. Oh, Javier Bardem. As Stilgar, the leader of the Fremen. Zendaya. Uh, wait, Stellan Skarsgård, is that... That's not the it, is it? No. No, no that's, that's his, a different Skarsgård. No, this is his father. That's his father. Yeah. The the He's he's the dad of uh, him and... Uh, what's his nuts? The other Skarsgård. The one that played Tarzan. <clears throat> oh, from Big Little Lies? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it'd probably make him real, real gross and fat and full of boils. Yeah, I think so. Zendaya is uh, Chani, a Fremen who becomes a love interest to Paul Atreides. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa is Duncan Idaho. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I, don't, I don't recognize that other guy's name. That's a lot of people, though. Yeah, it's a lot. All those, all those fit well to me. So that's that's uh, that's impressive. Yep. Lots of reason to be excited, guys, about that, about everything. Are you ready to get things rolling with what could be the greatest lineup you've ever seen? Let's not beat around the bush. This is the greatest lineup you've ever seen. Exactly. That's what I said. We have before us what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. (laughs) I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had. Okay, now we don't say this very often. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. The lineup to which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Trailer Park Podcast. Wow! Wow. I like a good pound. Uh, Sadzak has has issued a few statements, okay? Okay, here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, <laughs> this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number 80 means harmony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Punch a baby. All right, as promised, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, here we go. Pick a door. All right, then. No. That's my door. Pick another door. What's wrong with you? You know what? You were right. This is your door. What's the matter? You got a lot of bad guys behind that door? took something from me. A virus that could wipe out half of the population and I want it back. You wanna tell me just what we're dealing with here? It's my sister, family, business. When it's the fate of the world, it becomes my business. This whole thing sounds really dodgy. Look after your sister. Listen, I'll handle it. The only way we survive is working together like a team. Let's do this. Buckle up, fat boy. On my three. One. Ah! Woo! Hey, see the look on his face? You have no idea how long I've been waiting to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's one time. The music's already started. Let's see if we can get in sick. 
So you guys are being hunted by an army of mercenaries led by a genetically enhanced soldier. Look at me. I'm Black Superman. You're crazy. Damn. He really is Black Superman. You need to get off the grid. Where? Home. My babies come home. I'm sorry to bring trouble here, Mama, but I need my brothers. This family is going to war. We're gonna need cars and guns. Mama, where's all our guns? I can't read of them. Very noble, Mrs. Hobbs. We are in serious trouble. That's an understatement. Let's get old school. Nathan, worry or excited? <laughs> Why does the virus only wipe out half the Earth? Just the weak ones. What? <laughs> what is it with this half of everything business? That's the uh, the undercurrent here. Now, Fast and the Furious has superheroes, and he's like a black Thanos that wants to wipe out half of something. This, this is him probably like in real life being like, I should have been Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I got fucking gunslinger or whatever. This is all hilarious to me. All the lead up to it is hilarious. This whole Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson feud leading to a spinoff, leading to Dwayne Johnson being replaced by John Cena in the next Fast and Furious. Oh, John Cena is always the like subpar stand in. Yeah. Know. Or maybe this is the birth of John Cena's, uh, you know, fruit. Like this is his his coming out party, maybe. Maybe he needs that Fast and Furious mojo. Maybe the Fast and Furious franchise is what injects the uh, cool action hero energy. They look Maybe. badass. They look badass. Look at the look at him try to take this helicopter down. It looks fucking hilarious. Okay. Going awesome. home. Sorry. Yo, go ahead. Just going home to Hawaii and getting all old school with like, okay, so what? They're just gonna agree to put away their guns while you come at them with these wooden sticks? I don't. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's probably going to be very entertaining. It's probably going to be too long, but I'm actually up for it. I'm actually up for it a little bit more than I was up for the last Fast and Furious. So there, I'm excited. This, yeah, that's this is truth. Amanda? Oh, I'm obviously excited. Um, yeah, so the, the, the side story drama between Tyrese and Vin Diesel and, and The Rock is extra funny because it's like they're in a fight, but like no one seems to be mad at Jason Statham for also participating in this movie. <laughs> like he's cool. 
fuck the rock what that doesn't make any sense also is the fast and furious now a production company like i don't understand the 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 fast and furious presents part Mm. of the title oh big time no this is important because i've talked to a lot of people that don't know a lot about movies and they have not put this together with fast and furious despite that being in the title (laughs) oh they just think it's a different movie (laughs) Yeah, they don't know. They don't know that it's, that it's connected, and I'm not, I'm not surprised either. That's probably the very. That's probably strategic, so that it's like they probably satisfy some contractual thing to Vin Diesel to be like, oh, this is a story in the Fast and Furious universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, but when this movie takes off and is awesome, we're gonna make three more. Right, and people aren't gonna necessarily <laughs> associate it with the baggage that comes with the already eight film long Fast and Furious franchise. It looks so good. I mean, it, their their chemistry is hilarious. Uh, Jason Statham for me can do no wrong except those movies that I hate that I can't watch. Um, what the transporter? Like, uh, is it Trent? No, Mm, the mechanic. Ooh, camera's super up close. You're like, oh, you're gonna like this movie, and then you turn off like five minutes. uh, I hated it. Crank, crank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, transport is great. Crank. So. Um, also, just to point out the idea, like I like, I want to riff off what Amanda said because the spinoff was actually they saw the chemistry between Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham, and the producers and the studio execs are the ones that presented this this idea. And I'm pretty sure that Dwayne Johnson was like, he's a yes man. He's just like, yeah, of course, that sounds great. And then everybody else was just like, no, no, you're gonna bring up the family. Yeah, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson literally does not ever for a second stop working. So. And it's not just movies. Like, I mean, I follow him on Instagram. Like, he's constantly doing something, making a product, making a show, making him. I mean, it's insane. So, yeah, he's not going to say no. I think uh, it is Tyrese, right? Yeah. Uh, he's mad because nobody wants to see a movie with his ass in it. Oh, yeah. You know, if yeah. they offered him a spinoff, he'd be. Yeah, where's oh, my spinoff? Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's what it is. It's like, <laughs> no, you're the, like, useless joke character. You're not, like, uh, yeah. Hmm. So. It's gonna be. It's gonna be another one. I've heard that in between nine and ten, there's gonna be a spinoff with like female centric. Fast and the Furious presents something female. No, like Michelle Rodriguez and the one other one. The one from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Maybe they'll bring back. Oh, Gal Gadot, but she's no, not Gal. No. she's gone. What is Vin Diesel gonna do once these movies are over? Make another triple X. Which he already did. <laughs> yeah. He'll have to come up with something new. Oh, and I also loved one of the comments I saw on Reddit. Uh, they were just like, so, uh, nobody remembers Jason Statham's character killing Han. Nope. That's that's fine. Everybody's fine with, with Han being killed. Who's Han? He's the Asian guy. The Asian guy. Yeah. It was, it's like Vin, Vin Diesel's world. He's like probably half okay with it. Cause he's like, oh, you, made the, you made the weird one. Everybody then, starts off as a bad guy, and then they become a part of the family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody actually ever dies except for Han. It's um, actually pretty <laughs> impressive. I've been thinking back to like Fast and the Furious One. It's like such a small story about an undercover cop infiltrating. Yeah, this. they're they're making jokes about steal- they used to steal DVD players. <laughs> oh yeah, they're all thin too. <laughs> and they are bad guys. Like Vin Diesel is a criminal. Yeah, yeah Paul Walker's undercover cop. Yeah. Yeah. Who goes in there with his like baggy jeans and way too big for him shirt? And everyone's thin. No, no one has any. No one's packed on muscle yet. So everyone's like thin and like trying to play a real part. And now they're all gargantuan monsters, and one of them is dead. <laughs> yeah, the only way to the only way to get cut from Fast and Furious is to actually die. Yeah, 
Nobody leaves the family. Or be Asian. I think he's pissed off at The Rock. You know, it's like the franchise is the family, and you don't fuck your family. <laughs> Chelsea, are you excited about this? I'm jacked about this. I haven't been following Fast and the Furious that closely. I'm not a super big Vin Diesel fan. Me either. He's got weird boobs. <laughs> his body is strange, and his head is almost like a third boob. I don't really get. It's so per- disproportionate. <laughs> it's like a melted uh, Mr. Potato head. Um, I love how wacky the storyline seems to be. Like they're talking about bioscience, and, <laughs> and then they're then they're in uh, straw skirts. Auga! Yeah, it's all yes. over the fucking place. They're breaking into some sort of high tech bank. I don't understand why those two rooms have such a disproportionate. Yeah. He's like, oh, henchmen. Oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah. That huge guy that walks up to him. He's like bigger than Vin, than uh, the rock, if that's possible. And he just knocks him out like a cheap bitch. I'm just intrigued. I want to see how they barely string these crazy scenes together with some sort of thin storyline. <laughs> that I'm supposed to care about, which I won't. I probably won't know what this movie's about, but I'll think it was awesome when I left, when I leave. The second you walk out of the theater, you will not remember the plot. No. <laughs> no, it was gone. <laughs> you weren't Samoa? <laughs> and yeah, it's not, it's not enough that they have one giant Samoa and they have to get a whole bunch more. Also, where's Jason Momoa? Ooh, right. good call. Doesn't he yeah. seem like he'd be a great cameo for like, oh. hey, brother. Yeah, he'd be a great plug-in. And you know what? Jo- Josh Brolin hasn't been in this either. You could do him too. Yep. Uh, Daniel, you're obviously excited. Yeah, yeah. Just like I could see, like you know, I, I want that scene where Jason Momoa comes out as, as like the Rock's brother, a younger brother. You know, he's like got like a little more uh, like wit in the word game. But then, a, of it, course, in the, in the climax, it's it's them, it's him and his brother, the Rock, on like, on top of separate cars, like 50 yards apart. And both of them are holding helicopters and cars together with chains. And they're like staring each other down, trying to do that, like outbrother each other stuff. Yeah. And then they bash the two helicopters together. They bash them together. It explodes over their heads. Yeah. And, and they like, jump into the ocean and Jason Momoa turns into Aquaman. And Jason Momoa turns into Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they... once he goes to get his like hammerhead shark horse, uh, <laughs> Jason Satham's already beat him there and fucked his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the movies are getting so crazy that, like, why not put two franchises together? Why not? Why not? Let's stop well, and DC needs help, so. Get oh, all think... the multi-dimensional, ultra, cinematic universe crossover, all franchises, free-for-all, go. I think, Chelsea, was it you that was saying that uh, Mission Impossible and Fast and Furious would be, uh, would be all right? Yeah, if The Rock was actually dragging that helicopter into a cliff, then... Uh... Or, or The well, Rock just... yeah. Or The Rock just needs to join the Mission Impossible that's, franchise. Yeah, That's the difference, is that The Rock pretends to do things on camera, and Tom Cruise does things on camera. The Rock doesn't have fucking time. Yeah, he's too busy flexing his muscles. Work out. Yeah. yeah. you can't, like, the things that he does in these movies defy physics. So, right. he's they, too big to do stunts. Yeah, yeah quit being ridiculous. Intern, you can go get audited this weekend, too? pull it out of your mouth yeah i i'm gonna audit the shit out of this i think the only way john cena can like pull his weight in the next fast movie what is it nine fascinating fastening um is if he can hold two trains together that are trying to like speed off in opposite directions (laughs) 
I like the move with the yeah. with the multiple cars and the throwing of hooks by the by the Hawaiian guy. And you know what? Um, I want to say the the brother casted character is actually a WWE wrestler that yeah, The Rock brought in. Yeah, up. Yeah, I figured they were just Roman. A bunch of wrestlers in there. Roman this is Reigns. pretty much a WWE. Well, why don't uh, you film. why don't you shit on it, Andrew, and then we'll move on. It's like uh, this is really like Moana. Yes. Plus Universal Soldier. Yeah. Plus Mario Kart. Plus Black Panther. Plus Mission Impossible equals equals this movie. There is way too much going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is. I don't. I don't get it. Also, uh, my favorite thing in this whole trailer is: Did The Rock throw Jason Statham a tiki torch? <laughs> like, yeah. here's a tiki torch. Go kill Black Superman. Was anyone else satisfied by the way that he stared at the camera and then caught it? Like, <laughs> I don't know. No one catches. I'm like, wow. Like, that was a great catch a wooden stick scene. <laughs> great stick so acting, in- Jason. He was so intense when he caught it. He, just, he, like, catches it, and the rest of his body stays completely still. It's like that rule where you're not allowed to blink as an action hero. Look, yeah. Look right. Also, uh, the thing that uh, might be impressive is that it looks like guys are going to get up after Statham hits them in the head with a wrench, which I'm pretty sure would cause death instantly to the majority of people. But they're just standing up like nothing happens. You're just selling it more. Yeah, like the fucking giant, like the biggest monkey wrench where you're like, who's that for? Yeah, this, uh, this looks like it's going to be better than any of the other fast and ferocious movies. Um, I will not be watching it right meow, but uh, I'm less worried than I should be still worried. That's an intern excited. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed it is. And now we move on to trailer number two in tonight's ultimate greatest lineup ever. Uh, It's called Ready or Not. Ready or not, here we go. I can't believe that in half an hour, I will be a part of the Ladomus Gaming Dynasty Empire. Uh, Dominion, we prefer Dominion. I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. There's just one more thing, and then you are officially part of the family. So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? I mean, stay hidden until dawn. (laughs) No, thank you. Good luck. What the hell is this? How old is this thing? I know you're in here. Oh, Jesus. You shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress? Emily? (laughs) Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. It's insane. 
They think they have to kill you before sunrise. Or something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. Why don't you just use mine? Mr. Lodomas, I just saw her running. Oh my god! Oh! Oh! oh your fucking family! You're just another sacrifice. Ah! Did you think this is a fucking game? Oh! Yes, hide and seek. Remember? You wanted to get married. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chelsea, where are excited? This is a perfect trailer. This movie looks fucking awesome. It looks... It's got so many strange people in it as well. And I don't recognize them all except for Seth from the OC and the main guy and I don't know who the girl is but they're all doing a bang up job she's the babysitter oh no she's not yeah from Netflix the babysitter yeah I know that movie she looks way older kind of like Margot Robbie in this movie she does look like Margot Robbie it's really weird her name is Samara Weaving well she's a babe and she's and Hugo Hugo Weaving is her uncle and who's the guy that plays across from her uh, he's from Halt and Catch Fire, but I don't remember his name. He's also in that weird indie movie. That we watched at the film festival. Correct. That is not that good. It's okay. We don't need to talk about it. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called anyways. I think that this looks like Clue meets... The important part of that story was what? that he, we were at the F- Calgary Film Festival and he was there. Yeah, at yeah. At the end of the movie to ask, ask, answer questions. So, actually, we met him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And we go to film festivals. That's right. <laughs> that one time. Yeah, we have mm. we have no criteria shame. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm yeah, really Andy excited. Annie McDowell's in this. Who's that? Annie McDowell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saw her. Yeah, it's been a while. Where's she right. been? Look at all these weird people. I think Annie McDowell's been doing a TV show. Let's find out. Yeah, that probably makes sense. She's always been like, "Hey, there's that there's that plain Jane gal, really, really toeing the line." From Groundhog Day. You know, those forgettable. Yeah. Parts. Yeah, there's all those 90s girls where they showed up and then they had to do a movie with every leading man. And then they... Like, uh, back when we liked strong-jawed, freckled, super curly-haired chicks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to double down on you, Chelsea. And I uh, I was... A, I, yeah, I, I really like this trailer. I think it looks fun. Um, Samara Weaving has officially made the slat list. Change the name. What from, does it mean now? Flat list to slat list. Slat list... Uh, stands for special ladies allowed to touch me. And what was the other one? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, why we no flat, the I, flat list. I think it was famous ladies. Female female leads. No, <laughs> they're not leads. Could have been female leads. Me? Could have been famous ladies as well. But I'm gonna get out of the way and let other people talk about it because uh, I just really like it and I'm excited about it and it looks fun. It looks like there's actually gonna be some some blood and and gore to satisfy Daniel. I'll be kind of. Uh, Interested to see if you guys are going to uh, take a shit on this or not. Well, I'm going to triple down on this. Okay. And uh, I'm going to just jump right in here. Un- unannounced, uninvited. 
Mm, And I'm going to say that this might be the greatest trailer that you've ever had on TPP. Righteous Brothers is a good choice. Uh, This was special, and I want to watch it right now. Me too. When does it come out, Nathan? August 23rd. What? I liked it. I wanted to do it. We're really digging deep. (laughs) This summer's great. Toy Story sucked. This looks great. Wait, Toy Story's out? Yeah, we missed that. That's come and gone. (laughs) Thank God. It's because the trailer looked bad. It was about a fucking fork. Yeah, forky. That's neither here nor there. No. Amanda? Hmm? Oh. How do you feel? Uh, I think it looks great. (laughs) I also especially think it looks great because, yes, it does sort of remind me of Clue. Um, which I just actually watched for the first time. Oh, like, really? Not that I'd not ever seen Clue. I just don't think I ever saw it all at once. You know, yeah. it's such I, a I, great I, gem to find. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like Clue meets some sort of, you know, slasher film. And uh, yeah, it looks like a super good time. I love that the family, like, they're doing this thing, but they don't know how to do it. They're like <laughs> watching YouTube videos about how to use a crossbow. Um, <laughs> so there's some like funniness, you know, zaniness in there. It's, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, and the chick that keeps killing everyone accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What I'm, um, yeah, why, why don't they know what they're doing if this is a family tradition? Maybe it's only once every like hundred years or something. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that until now. Oh, uh, yes, I agree. It's also a well made trailer, and I am also excited. It was on the last couple of movies that we saw at Alamo Draft House, it popped up, and so. Uh, yeah, I actually thought it was Margot Robbie until uh, it was revealed to me tonight that it was not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's babysitter, which I'll die. I like that chick too. I wish I was I'll like that. And uh, yeah, this has a it has this has a chance to be uh, one of those just well crafted sort of I don't, don't want to say cult movie because it's almost like more mainstream love than being a cult movie. This has a chance to be very memorable for people like 15, 20 years from now. They're like, ah, oh, where do you not, man? That was a fucking good one. Yeah, excited. And Amanda, you'll recognize Henry Cherney from this trailer as the father from the Mission Impossible uh, original that you've been doing the uh, marathon of. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. All right, Hunt. You have con- you have contrived and cajoled. You're surrounded. I forget what he says. But then he <laughs> throws that stick of gum and he runs away. That's great. Yes. And then there's like sharks. Cajoled. Yeah. yeah. You've done it using company money. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, on to the fulcrum for the uh, greatest episode that we've ever had on Trailer Park Podcast. Uh, yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Crawl. Crawl. Here we go. The state of Florida has issued a Category 5 hurricane warning. All residents must evacuate immediately. Grab your families, your loved ones, and get out. Dad! We won't be able to come for you. Dad! Hey, 
In less than an hour, we'll be underwater! Banging on the pipes. Where's their senses? I can distract them for you. You got this! You need to go now. I'm not leaving you here! All right, Daniel, you worried or excited about Crawl? Uh, this is Sam Raimi, so it's going to have it's going to have some fun built into it automatically. And I find the, the trailer very peculiar in that the whole time I'm watching it, I go back and forth being like, can we can we do it with alligator? Yeah, I think we can. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Can we? Can we do it? Yeah, you know, look at that. Yeah, we can. So I get the feeling that there's going to be a lot of like limb tearing in this movie like a lot like a whole bunch because he likes to gourd up uh, he likes kind of over the top scenarios so this makes sense uh weird choice of the alligators which i at first kind of turned me off but now i find kind of intriguing um i'm gonna go excited also another trailer that used uh strong like editing musical combination with the tapping the pipes yeah, like and luring the alligators away and delicatessen breathing. style yeah so yeah i'm uh i'm excited yeah i like that, the uh, scene where the alligator chomps down on her hand but she's got a gun in her hand she's like shooting in the brain while it's biting her arm off yeah and then I, i'm picturing her prying her arm off after that and having a whole bunch of bite marks and blood everywhere and then she jumps over the shower wall yeah it locks the alligator in the bathtub yeah. come on you son of a bitch yeah yeah i don't know i think i find that yeah that's that's uh what the immediate reaction i get is are alligators scary I su- yeah they are i suppose if you're if in you- their jaws they're terrifying right well yeah her? In the right situation, sure. I like Barry Pepper. This girl looks like she's doing a good job. There was a lack of crawling in the trailer. That is the odd <laughs> part, the crawling. There's water, it's constant swimming, and most like slogging through the bog. Crawl, though. There is some crawling well, at the I, beginning. I interpreted it to mean that they, her dad was in the crawl space of their house at uh, first. Were you, were you at dad down in the crawl? That's <laughs> what I'm thinking, but I don't know. Uh, hey, hey there, so hey there, crotch, uh, crawl. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, you could have gone with uh, category five or uh, hurricane climate crisis or something else, but you know, crawl, well, it'll work. Crawl, yeah, yeah, it'll work. It'll be if it has like a a real memorable uh, cover art, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the name will be fine. Is it? It has a double meaning too, because alligators kind of crawl. That's what <laughs> alligators do. That's true. They also like just like they go like full snake style in the water, and their dumb little limbs just sort of like shake as they. <laughs> Is there bigger muscles take over? Will it be compared to Lake Placid? Uh, brought to us by the by the action heroes Oliver Platt and uh, <laughs> Thomas Jane, of course, and the the generic everyday. Mm. I thought that was man, Bill video Pullman, game character actor. <laughs> I thought it was Bill Pullman. Uh, Bill Pullman, he's like that sort of blandy look, but he's got a personality to him that's fun. Thomas Jane, I find to be the most generic uh, actor. Just like right next to the dad from Dexter and uh, <laughs> and uh, what's his name the uh, the Belgian from uh, the Boring Club Highlander yeah okay what's his name 
played Raiden. They actually they both did. So Dexter's dad, I think. Christopher Lambert. Yeah, Lambert. I'm worried. Uh, only because <laughs> only because it's too isolated. It looks like it could have value, and some of the scenes could be cool, but it's so isolated. I get so worried when it's like all in one spot, and the whole movie's going to be them like trying to navigate this one situation the whole time. I don't know if I can get into it. It's mm, like that's it's like, like home invasion movies are the same. Yeah, I suppose. But it reminds me of that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's buried. 127 hours. That was tough. Yeah. Oh. That was that was like, super confined though. Yeah, and I'm probably just overthinking it. So I'll I'll say worried with with like a cracked window open. <laughs> like <laughs> guys, is it is it okay? It's okay. <laughs> Start rolling the window back up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who wants? Just jump in. Whoever wants to go. Okay. I am so excited about this movie. <laughs> I pushed really hard for this movie because it looks so fun. I mean, like I um I've evolved as a person being with Daniel into someone that seeks out desperately good, bad movies. And that's (laughs) what I'm hoping that this is. I'm hoping that this is, you know, 2019's Deep Blue Sea. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. That's a better comparison. You got Thomas Jane, yeah. This, you know, there has to be some reason that the Gators are are going ape shit beyond that there's just a a hurricane, right? I mean, like... like, Yeah, we're taking taking over. Like, I mean... (laughs) Yes, there are gators in Florida, and yes, they can be aggressive, but these alligators seem to be hunting these people down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. So uh, I I think it just looks hysterical and like a super good time. <laughs> I think it looks funny. <laughs> and uh, and that's what I want. It's yeah. from the director of Piranha 3D. I saw that, too. Totally fine. I'm actually interested in this uh, this next movie he's doing after this. Uh, it's called Space Adventure Cobra. Wait, who's... <laughs> Sam Raimi didn't direct it. He produced it. I produced it. Okay. This is the Aja something. He directed the 2006 Hills of Eyes remake. That was an okay remake, yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll stay with it. <laughs> Give him a chance. So we had a lot of oversight. <laughs> You're going to see it no matter what. Because so... Raimi's, Raimi's the one that brings the humor to the gore. So we'll see. Is it good? Yeah. Is it good? <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah... It's just not my jam. Um, I they look really like you know when you spent days and days at a beach and you're just never fully dry. <laughs> that, <laughs> I get that feeling watching this trailer. You live in your bathing suit. Yeah. Just miserable filming it. <laughs> yeah. Barry, oh. Barry, come here. Oh no, no, get underneath the bucket. Their hands oh. are all just like wrinkled and swollen, like on Survivor. Just, oh yeah, ugh. to the point of like skin almost sloughing off. Yeah. yeah. So they look like they're doing good in the in like from an acting perspective. It looks yeah. like they're really giving it. Like they're really pushing. And it does like you know the edge. They could just be you know a man killer. Right. The, like the bear just get a taste of human flesh, and now they can't get enough. He's a man killer. He's a man killer. Uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and say worry just because I. I'll wait to see if you guys say it's good. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait for a review. Because it is the perfect rating. It's the perfect length. Um, it does look like they're doing some creative stuff with the alligators. I really liked in the trailer when she found the eggs. I'm like, what is this, alien? Are they going to like grow up right That's now? That's what I was like, okay, yes, we have like a silliness aspect. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. So, or are they going to be like those little dinosaurs in Jurassic Park? I don't know. You guys tell me and... Uh, I'll say worried like for now. baby alligators. <laughs> They're just like fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> does this have a does this have a place on your shelf uh, there, intern? Uh, crawl. Yeah, I was thinking that this would be replacing the movie in the five hole, and I was really excited for that to happen. Um, Look, I don't know you're what gonna this get is doing the, in the you're fulcrum. Gonna, you're gonna get to shit on that later. You don't need to shit on it. That was the whole controversy. I thought was replacing this movie with Democracy One. That's the, the story hole. here. I don't know. We could have used two fulcrums. We already have two. Ready or not, That's, is horror as well. We could have used three fulcrums. Okay. How do you feel about Crawl though? Uh, crawl. Uh, crawl looks like uh, I'll I'll watch it uh, <laughs> when the time comes around and it's on Netflix. Can you can you feel the crawl tonight? I would am crawling slowly off a, uh, an excited cliff and plunging fast into a, into a circle of life. <laughs> plunging fast into worry. Great. No, I think uh, it looks like it's well done, though. That has that. Uh, hmm. The only thing that it's missing is uh, Barry Pepper needs uh, a sniper rifle. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and longer hair. Um, yeah, he needs like John Travolta and uh, Forrest Whitaker behind him with huge long dreads and massive paws and feet. <laughs> Just like a bad kiss costume. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's enough of listening to the you interns' <laughs> in-depth evaluation of Crawl. His struggle to find the right pun and string it into a coherent sentence. Yeah, it didn't happen. No. You know, sure didn't. Keep trying. Performance no. is lacking. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. And. Uh, next, we move on to uh, the ninth film directed by um, <sighs> Quentin Tarantino. Uh, the movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, received a seven-minute standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. Well, actually, okay. okay actually, actually, thanks for the tenth movie. Sorry. Go ahead, Daniel. Okay, okay. Actually, okay. It's like my, it's like my tenth movie, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just so you guys know, uh, the square had a 14-minute standing ovation. But what had the longest standing ovation? I don't know. She's a All of us can break the record together. Off the jog at a 25-minute standing ovation. That was only like 40 seconds. <laughs> that is the actual standing ovation from this movie at Cannes. That is the actual one. Oh, I was, yeah, I did. I, was, I felt nauseated. <laughs> <laughs> Count me down. Speaking of movies where you never feel dry, uh, Chelsea, uh, intern, when does Criterion recognize Charlie Sheen's The Arrival? Uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, here we go. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Marvin. Put it there. That's your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> oh, the shooting. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, with the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? Have you not seen Bastards? 
Well, you still the wreck, huh? Still here. You can do anything you want to him. I hired you to be an actor, Rick. Not a TV cowboy. You're better than that. Line. Embarrass yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people. All right, what's the matter, partner? It's official, old buddy. And it has been. Here I am, flat on my ass. Who, who I got living next door to me? I'm Sharon Tate. I'm in the movie. You're in this? That's me. I play Miss Carlson, the klutz. Charlie's gonna dig you. And that gospel group. You're Rick fucking Dalton. Don't you forget it. Intern, we're excited. I am two hour and 39 minutes standing ovation excited. I plan to go watch this and then clap throughout the whole next viewing just until I get kicked out of the theater. I hope you just stay here on long enough to make it stand. Are you serious? Like, you're, you're, you're being real right now. Oh, this uh, is the movie I'm probably the most excited about this year that's coming out. Um, I didn't really like The Hateful Eight. And, you know, Quentin is known for making a, a bad movie and then, and then a really good movie. Making another bad movie? And then and being then, a pretentious douchebag, then talking yeah. about how he's a pretentious douchebag, uh, well, and then being yeah. insufferable. It's all true. These are all true facts, Chelsea. <laughs> I hate him so much. Um, it doesn't change the fact that a bunch of his movies are really good. No. Yeah. One. <laughs> maybe two movies. I like a lot of his movies. I like a lot of scenes from his movies. Yeah, that's there fair. You go. Yeah, the whole product is always a little bit boring mm. and pretentious. I don't know. I'm on board. Yeah, I'm no, just, I'm, I'm just like super excited. Yeah. I just can't be like, oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be the best movie of all time. That's. Does anyone else think that this is? It's hilarious that everyone keeps thinking that Brad Pitt is younger than DiCaprio. Who thinks oh. that? Well, everyone in the film keeps commenting. Oh. Yeah, that was really funny. I guess not. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm more excited than everyone else excited. That's, it's a rarity, Andrew. You got to own it. Yeah, be excited. Be be excited. <laughs> I, I I will. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Bruce Lee get some uh, foot faced by the lady there. What is this even about? Is it's it about, about Manson? A, yeah, like there's, there's the whole Charles Manson part of this and the fact that they casted the same guy to play Charles Manson in this and Mindhunter Season 2 makes me excited about that. 
Because I think that's really interesting to cast the same guy in two different things as the same person. That's crazy. I think he's going to change the story. So it's not going to be real at all. Kind of like his Nazi killing war film. Well, I'm confused about where the violence is. Because you know it's Quentin Tarantino. So he always has some sort of gratuitous... It's going to be when Charlie Manson sends... All the ladies to kill people? Shannon Tate and... I don't know. I think it's going to be that like Leonardo DiCaprio sucks. Is it, it, he's making this transition right from like spaghetti westerns into trying to do regular movies and sucks at it, and he's somehow going to snap and go on a fucking murder spree or something. That would be great. It could be the the because yeah, everything is like hush hush hush. Nobody who saw the movie talk about the movie at all. Yeah, and so well, and isn't it true that Manson? Is a pussy. He just like barely strung together this cult and then the cult ran away without him and he like stayed home while they murdered a bunch of people. Isn't that Charles Manson? Like the worst yeah. him into murdering people, but he never had the balls to do it himself. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I could see Leonardo DiCaprio being one of the head guys that murdered like that family. Mm. Mm. Easy. Actually, yeah. Like one of the one of the guys was yeah. a, was bad news. Yeah, it was, it was a group of girls and one like real bastard son of a bitch. Maybe it is him. And they all love the Beatles. Well, Tarantino described DiCaprio and Brad Pitt as the most exciting star dynamic duo since Redford and Newman. Yeah, but he said it in that like nasally voice. <laughs> it's bullshit. Okay, I have to. I do have to say though, there's all these rumors swirling about about Quentin Tarantino doing the next Star Trek movie. No and- writing it. And the next Star Wars movie. He's only doing 10 movies. He says that all the fucking time. Isn't that what we're counting down to? Like 10 movies and then he's retired? Yeah, directing them. Retires when they say they will. I'll cut my dick off. (laughs) Wait, did you just say you would cut your dick off (laughs) if Quentin Tarantino made an 11th movie? No, no, no. if he stopped at 10. actually stuck to his word on that sort of fickle promise and I'll cut my dick off. That means he has to die and then you'd cut your dick off. (laughs) Well, if he died, yeah, I guess you could technically make the point. <laughs> <laughs> you want it to be of old age. You don't want to deliver on this bet until you're old. That's what you want. Yeah, we have to wait until... You know. <laughs> okay, okay. I think 40 years clears it. Yeah, I'm done with it. Hey, Nathan, speaking of uh, Mindhunter, this is another thing that we forgot to... This is why we brought up Umbrella Academy at the beginning to begin with. Uh, there's sort of like a time cop element to Umbrella Academy. And they're just like just badass assassins, essentially, like just really vulgar, blunt assassins. And one of them is the dude that plays the really tall serial killer that likes to talk. Mm. Mindhunter, you know, the one that like Ed Kemper cut off his mother's head because he wanted to fuck it. Ed Kemper. Yeah. He didn't want to fuck it. He just fucked it to shame her. Yeah. After he cut her head off. She didn't respect me. Um, He's yeah, he's he's one of those time cops and he's playing like a. Like he's very like he's like he's charming, but he doesn't change how he acts. That's awesome. He just makes it charming, and that you like root for him and feel bad for him. But he's exactly the same way. Just a huge lumbering guy that's like, um, I don't think that will work for me. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up in Barry too. Yeah, as a side character. Yeah, small character. Yeah, he's giant though. Yeah, it's cool. Right. I like what's, him. What's the official verdict here? Chelsea, you're worried? I'm worried. Andrew, you're uh, come all over yourself excited? Yeah, it's all over your yeah. hands. I'm uh, barely excited because I'm also conflicted with these people now. Like I recognize that DiCaprio is a great actor and I enjoy, like when I'm watching a movie with him in it, I've got no problem continuing 
or appreciating him as an actor, but he's really starting to turn me off outside of that. Right. Specific. It's harder and harder every year. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. The rest of the cast looks. I really looks like how Margot Robbie says klutz. That's yeah. actually Samara. Uh, <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Samara Weaving. Um, also probably the extent of her lines in the film. Yeah. Is this the first uh, Tarantino movie that doesn't have Samuel L. Jackson in it? Oh, thank God. Was he in Reservoir Dogs? Oh, God, God, you are you. such a fucking piece of shit. You've been in a stretch of them, intern. You get the gist. Uh, there are no, so many people. Just long enough to tell a white character uh, uh, to suck his dick. <laughs> he might be in this, actually. There are so many people in this movie. Yeah. I just started scrolling, and it's nonstop. It just makes me want to puke how actors fall all over themselves to be in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, they should just blow up that picture of him sucking on those toes and just, uh, just mail it around. I was like, I wonder if Tarantino thinks that he's he's going to restore Al Pacino's career. Pacino oh, actually doesn't Scorsese. look. Pacino doesn't look too bad in this movie. Actually, there was a couple of movies where he looked rough. Oh yeah, really rough. All right, Amanda, what's your verdict on uh, Once Upon a Time? Uh, well, before I heard the runtime, actually, I was going to say I was excited. <laughs> Uh, and, and only like barely excited, like enough. It's like, well, it's just because I like the cast, right? And I'm sure there will be some moments that I enjoy. Um, but at two and a half plus, I want to shoot myself in the face already. Um, it's going to be slow. It'll be good. The acting will be great. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't. It'll be three unfinished movies stuck together. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. It's just a jerk off best for hollywood which they love mm-hmm. so you know good for them next year's best picture just because yep. it's about hollywood Done. Suck that dick mm-hmm. um yeah i what do i'm gonna give this a cool billion out there you decide you decide if this is an excited excited because i kind of want to see it i don't mind if i don't see it i'm not gonna go to the theater and see it it is really fucking long <laughs> but it's probably entertaining the more the longer i, I yeah the that long, much bad stuff to say about it afterwards, but not, not that much good stuff either. The longer we wait and the more pretentious people act about it, the less chance there is that we'll watch it. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> they, stand, they stood as long as the film was. <laughs> oh, and just so you're all aware, the record holder for standing ovation at Cannes, it's like a thing, a fucking thing that they do. 22 minutes. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. At least that's deserving. Great right. movie, though. 22 minutes, though. I Even played... I was like, sit down. Like, I only played a minute 42. There's a minute 12 left in this clip, and that's only half of what they actually stood for. Did they, like, tag each other in, or did they just stand? Oh, you should watch the video. Please watch the video. Because they, like, just, you know, he bows a little bit, then they then they zoom in the camera on everybody. They, they take the camera right in on Margot Robbie's face, like, really tight, and everybody goes, woo! Then everybody zooms in on DiCaprio and they go, woo, woo. And they zoom in on Brad Pitt and it's just fucking awful. Okay, okay all right, okay. <sighs> Lion King. Woo, woo. You'd be right at home in cans, intern. <laughs> I know. Yep. You bought the streaming? <laughs> <laughs> the stream? The Lion King. Here we go.
Life's not fair, is it, my little friend? While some are born to feast, others spend their lives in the dark. Begging for scraps. Everything you see exists together in a delicate balance. While others search for what they can take, a true king searches for what he can give. excited why why also i don't get it like do their mouths move or no oh they move trying to figure it out until the very end i think they do move they move i thought timon's moving but i didn't see any of the lions talking no that they're gonna move they're gonna okay they're gonna move at least that at least that makes sense to me because i thought it was just like oh we're just gonna watch like a cgi planet earth of lions running around with like Yeah, that's exactly. what I'd prefer. Because they, they don't dare call this live action, right? Because there's not a minute of live action in there. I, I don't know what they're pretending that this is other than a waste of time. Yeah. Um, especially if it's going to end up being almost line for line. Uh, what the fuck? What? Why? I mean, other than, oh, it'll make, mo- it'll make money. The, the people like the Jungle Book. They did the same thing. I guess. But like, I feel like Jungle Book is less beloved. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, Jungle Book is... One, a lot older than The Lion King. So a lot of kids had never seen it or, you know, I never cared about The Jungle Book. It wasn't one that I watched a lot. And I, I feel like that was pretty normal. Uh, okay, but yeah, you're, I guess you're a boy. But The Lion King's a boy's movie too. I don't know. I just, I'm so fucking tired of them just repackaging the exact, not, not even the exact same story. Can we just make a new movie? It's, it's, yes. It's genius though, right? For 10 years now, they could just go like, hey, look, we made another animated version, except we use like wacky artists. And each like t- each 10 minute bracket has a different artist that we've highlighted from our studio. Well, all the voice actors in this version are of African descent. That's fine. Fu- um, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And John Oliver. No, wait. All of the lions are of African descent. Ah, uh, yes. The that's there what you it go. Is. That's what, sorry. Anyway, so, I hate it. <laughs> Look at some of that imagery, though, like the the baboon there that shot with him and the uh, whatever that was, little insect in front of him. Look good, look real good. Computer class project. What about that? This thing's dripping in nostalgia. That little that little Simba is so cute. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, the, so the little Simba's, uh, Simba and Nala are adorable. I actually but... agree with Seth Rogen being a voice, voicing the part of... of Is he Boomba? Uh, uh, yeah, Pumba, yeah. No, he's Timon. Timon's a little one, isn't it? Oh, Timon? maybe you're right. Who's who is Timon though? I think. Oh my God! Billy Eichner is. Uh, it's the same. He's the same guy. No, he's not. Billy Eichner is Timon, and Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. In the original, it was uh, Nathan Lane was Timon, and some other guy was uh, Pumbaa. Oh, oh, that's that's, that's perfect because uh, Eichner is the, is the modern day Nathan Lane. So <laughs> the only guys that are reprising their roles are uh, James Earl Jones, of course. Sure. Mufasa mm-hmm. and you boys lose your ball. I think uh, the only other people that are, were involved in the original was Elton John, and uh, so I got a question. Tim Rice. Hmm. When you hear uh, Ejiofor speak, yeah. does he sound like an evil, the worst, the worst bad guy in Disney canon? I don't know. We, uh, we know you're gonna shit on this, so just you know, jump. Jump all over it. Do your thing. Piss all over it. You know, Jeremy Irons delivered the powerful I hate Scar for life because he can do that. And he seems pretty pally. Edgy of Forest seems pretty pally. Like he's cool uncle. Okay. Yeah. Not like he's evil uncle. Why isn't Whoopi Goldberg back in there as a hyena? Yeah. Right? And where's Ed? Hey, y'all. Where's Ed? Yes. (laughs) Where is Ed? This is Ed. fucked up looking hyena. <laughs> yeah, Ed was the silly hyena. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That's offensive now. Yeah. Yeah, they're all gone. Now it's like names that originate directly from like African culture and stuff. Yeah, what, one of them is like transgendered on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, and that's, Beyonce. That's Beyonce. Ed. Beyonce is Nala. Yeah. Wow. Adult Nala? Mm-hmm. Yeah, adult Nala. Yeah. Yep. Hot Nala. You know, I really hoped that I had seen Aladdin before I had to make my decision about this movie, but I couldn't bring myself to go to the theater to watch Aladdin because I'm just (laughs) exhausted. And The Lion King never really had a special place in my heart. I know everyone says it's the greatest Disney movie, and I get it, the Hamlet, blah, blah, blah. You're you're heartless, though. I know. You hate hate Finding Nemo. Yeah, and no, Toy Story. Acceptable. I don't like Finding Thank you. No, you're all heartless. <laughs> I love Finding Nemo is the worst. Oh, fuck. And I know that this is live action or whatever they're calling it, but it still feels like a cartoon to me. And I don't Please. like cartoon movies. I don't like kids movies. And so because, although I did surprisingly like Beauty and the Beast, um, I haven't seen any other Disney remake and I haven't been drawn to watch any other Disney remake and I don't care and i won't watch this one and i'm worried <laughs> well i'm uh, feeling incredibly nostalgic and i'm actually looking forward to going and tearing up while i watch this uh, reimagining of the movie that i love and i hope it's exactly like the old one and i hope they throw in a few songs from the broadway show and you're all a bunch of crabby pants and i hope that uh, you come with me to the theater and change your mind chelsea no i'm excited watch it in 3d because <laughs> it'll hide your shame i have no shame the glasses will hide your tears I have no shame. <laughs> Intern, did you go already? No. Yes. Yeah, he's oh, worried. I'm I'm the most worried. I don't know. Amanda was pretty worried. Yeah, pretty worried. Yeah, she kind of yeah. hates it. <laughs> Amanda topped you, dude, big time. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Your words can be better than mine, but <laughs> I'm still more worried than you. <laughs> it's just me then. I think I think Andrew's probably going to be more offended by it because he loves Lion King so much. I'm just mad because I'm mad at Disney. Well, and that's the right thing to be. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. After watching Roar recently, <laughs> uh, there's nothing. There's not another live action lion or wildcat movie that could ever be made uh, that would impress me as much. So this is <laughs> like just by default a worried. And but then also like a scornful like three shaky fingers uh, for just being an animated another another animated film. Like we we just turned the, the Lion King cartoon into the Lion King uh, uh, Toy Story. It's an achievement. It would be an achievement if it was real animals that they lured into position. (laughs) (laughs) They got them to actually speak with their mouths. Tortured them, few of them die. Oh, no, we actually had to drop a line off the cliff. Yeah, no, there's only way to get that shot. (laughs) Mufasa is fucking dead, (laughs) y'all. Three of them, actually. (laughs) Three. Couldn't get a shot right. Had to get that shot a couple times, eh? So, yeah, it's a worry. Yeah, Yeah, wildebeest do trample people also. Just letting you know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they're terrifying. Mm. Yeah, lost a few crew. Lost a few crew on this one. Uh, wow. Start hiring uh, less talented camera guys. We were starting to waste the, <laughs> waste the pool of available guys out there. No, you're your fifth unit. Your fifth fifth unit. I've never been on a fifth unit before. Yeah, I know. That's it's special. It's a special unit. It's the fifth one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have any cameras. Why are they filming us? Where are those willoughbys coming from? <laughs> All right. Yeah, obviously none of you want to be a part of the circle of life. That's fine. <laughs> and no one's feeling the love tonight. And we thank you, though, uh, for joining us. And uh, again, you know you know where to go. And if you don't, I'm not going to provide it. You can go back and you can figure it out from previous episodes. You can listen to the library. You can engage us when we used to be happier people and we used to be more open to things instead of <laughs> closed off. And Yeah, yeah you figure it out. We're like that bar shit. that has no sign. <laughs> You make it in here. You're welcome. You work and, for it. Uh, we're going to leave you tonight with uh, the full uh, clip from uh, Quentin, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's uh, standing ovation at Cannes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Feel free to bow out, guys. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it out, though. Yes. Got <laughs> one. Good night. Good night. Good night.